You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey everyone, this is Michael Kushner here, and you're listening to Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I have two amazing guests today. I have Tina Scariano and Liz Fleming. Both are from Out of the Box Theatrics. They come from two very different backgrounds, but met in the middle and are creating some amazing works of art. We talk about handling stresses and five for five and women in the arts and how we deal with life. It's just such a great episode. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to make some big decisions on what you're going to do next. Again, you're listening to Liz Fleming and Tina Scariano on this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email me at michaelpaulkushner at gmail.com or drop me a line on Instagram at the Michael Kushner. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this next episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I have two wonderful women that are controlling the face of the industry, um, every decision that they make, and it's uh, Liz Fleming and Tina Scariano. Hi. Hi. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know, just staring out at this gorgeous view that you <laughs> oh have God. in this really nice right place that we entered into so. i know the thing is is like should we paint a picture for our listeners oh my god yes um, yeah we are 40 floors above new york right now in a corner studio yes with that... floor to ceiling windows yep and we are overlooking what seems well it's a little foggy right now but it seems to be um the hudson and barclays and it's gorgeous just a lot yeah. of buildings and a lot mm -hmm. of life which i love um so you're listening to Dear Multi-Hyphenate, and it's a podcast about the forward thinkers in the industry, the ones that kind of change the, the face of what the industry looks like in 2020. Um, and my guests today, Tina and Liz, are two of those amazing people. And uh, I, I, I like to open up my podcast episodes with a question. And it just is a good little way to shake it up, baby. And that's, um, tell me your rose and thorn of the day. Oh. What was the good things about today? And what was the things that you would change? Oh. <laughs> I was like, I love this. It was like, what is this? Um, yeah. Well. I should explain, like, when I ask you a question. like, like the, I was like, I was like, rose and thorns. I was like, is this an inside thing that I don't know about? Some people think I'm saying, like, Gildan's <laughs> Rosencrantz and Gildan's turn. It's like, wait, what are you, what? Um, I mean, the, 
what was really great today was that um, I'm getting married in a couple of days. And Tina and I went and found some goodies for the wedding. I had to find a, a robe um, to get ready in the day of. And we bought some shoes for her dress. And it was just kind of like a gal's day. And I mean, every day is awesome with Tina Scariano. <laughs> yes. But I know. Um, <laughs> also, just her overwhelming support throughout the day was was a huge highlight for me. And that's the thing about the two of you is that you are two huge support systems to each other yeah. and, and to me and to other people in, in, in the industry. You... Uh, Everything that's thrown at you, you guys always take on with like the biggest just poise and grace. And you're just like, you know what? I see you this and I raise you this like that. And it's and it's noted and it is seen and it is heard. So you deserve a day (laughs) where you can go get your robe and your shoes. (laughs) Okay, and what was your thorn? Well, I mean, we're dealing with some business things that are a little overwhelming for us right now um, that kind of put a big halt in some plans that we had. And so it's a lot of emailing, a lot of being on the phone. I mean, I think I spent like probably five or six hours on the phone today. Sure. And that was just, it's just a lot. It's just, it's not, a you know what? It's not a thorn because you're growing from it. Right. But it's not pleasant. Right. Sure. <laughs> it's not the thing that you, I would choose to do throughout the course of the day, but it's growth, right? So thanks, Liz. And yeah. Tina, what, what we're gonna talk more about that obviously. But yeah. I mean, I would say definitely my rose. I mean, not to be boring here, but we were we spent the whole day together. So mm-hmm. definitely being with my gal pal Liz. Yes. Um, and uh yeah, finding some bomb shoes. Oh, so I have a question before yeah. we start. What? What's Can that? we swear on this? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, okay great. So some bomb ass shoes. <laughs> yes. At DSW. I love that Tina from Montana literally is like can we curse? Fine. Bomb ass shoes. Can we curse? Because I have things to say. Okay, great. That opens up a whole <laughs> opportunity for me to speak freely. Um, yeah, so finding some bomb ass shoes, being with my gal pal is finding a really great robe for her, for her getting ready for her wedding. Can't wait. Um, and then my thorn, other than, you know, the things that we dealt with today, was this gal at the coffee shop. Oh, my Tell God. Me Tell me about she it. She was such a bummer. Call and her out. You know what? <laughs> Call her up. Say names. Yeah. Okay. So we were at Irving Farm Roasters. Mm-hmm. Irving Farm. I was Farm. there. Yeah. And on 79th. And listen, I don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. Like we've all got stuff happening, but like she was such a bummer and it was really like she felt, I felt like she was really put upon by me, you know, giving my order. And, <laughs> and it just really stressed me out because I was like, who hurt you and why? why are you taking it on me in this moment? Because it's not even that busy. And like, listen, I get it. I've been in customer service. I've been in retail, but I'm a, I'm a delight. And like, yeah, you are. You literally are a delight. (laughs) And so for her to like really come at me with this attitude was really, it was a thorn. If there was anyone that was to come up to me (laughs) and that was a thorn. If there's anyone, if anyone came up to me on the street and said, Hey, I heard that there's a unicorn in disguise dressed as a human. <laughs> Do you know who that might be? I would be like, oh, it's Tina. It's Tina Scariano, yeah, for sure. It's Tina Scariano. She literally is the perfect in every way. Yeah, she well, is. And makes every, every one of us just like, Bow. It's not true. I've got this weird thing on my Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not doctors, but um, 
she said you say things you have these phrases that i'm literally just like like when i like when i say my phrases like i expect everyone to know them because like big jewish population like i'm around a lot of people that you know like gay cock enough and yeah i'm in yiddish just go shit in the ocean you know and i expect people to know that but then you say things that i was thinking about today like even the barn door thing like when you're asking like should i look pretty for the <laughs> the, the podcast and you were like well I'm gonna put a fresh coat of paint on this barn what did you say yeah That's she's it. like I'm gonna put a fresh coat of paint I on said, this I'll barn I'll door. slap some paint on this old barn door oh. no I, was, I mean I did maybe. steal that from my friend Matthew Matthew Roscoe that I did steal that from him so I want to give credit where credit's due thanks Matthew but yeah. then but you'll say oh my stars yes. oh my stars and then after this experience with the barista she goes well she was a goddamn delight oh my god <laughs> and that it, the subtext of that is just like a big F you that's true um, thank you for sharing guys thank you. Yeah, okay thanks. good that was fun so <laughs> so I, th- that was fun right I love it Um. so what uh, I, I've decided after like listening to my podcast and being like like what are the what are the things that work since this is still so new? I'm like, what What are the things that I even take away from that I might not have heard in the conversation that I'm even having as we're recording these? And, you know, I I think I'm going to say what I think a multi-hyphenate is. <laughs> and then I want to hear what you think a multi-hyphenate is. And then I want to hear how you apply that to your life or how you f- identify as a multi-hyphenate. Because I I know how I see you as a multi-hyphenate, but I want to know how you go about your life. So a multi-hyphenate to me is an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross-pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. So basically someone that does a lot of shit <laughs> and every single thing that they do helps the other thing thrive. Yeah, totally. So how... How are how do you guys exist as multi-hyphenates in this world? Um well, I mean, I think I think for both of us, I mean, we're both actors, but I think that with OTB and in general, we have this ability to um produce and and have an administrative aspect that in some way um implements what we do as artists. Yeah. Um and I, I think that that's how we contribute to that. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for Tina, but for OOTB specifically, my company, I mean, it's about creating an off-Broadway platform for so many artists and and myself included um, as somebody who felt like I needed a, a place in the industry and, and um, you know, I wanted to contribute to that. And I guess that means that just like doing a lot of shit, like you said, yeah. <laughs> to basically make it happen and um, to provide opportunities. Well, okay. So to backtrack a little bit, mm-hmm. what does OAT- mm-hmm. OOTB stand for? Out of the box theatrics. And what, and what, um, tell me more about your company. Tell me why you exist. Tell me the shows that you pr- produce and why you choose those shows. Um, sell, sell the company a little, baby. <laughs> tell us, tell us why we need to come to your shows. Sure. So, I mean, I guess why I started out of the box theatrics is because, like so many of us, I was an actor on the road, and I felt like I had uh, just kind of been going through the motions, mm-hmm. and it felt like there. I'm a visually impaired actor, so I'm basically partially blind out of my right eye, and I have no peripheral vision. So, I felt like the industry wasn't really built for me. Um, so I took a break from being out on the road and I spent some time behind the table and I didn't love what I was hearing casting directors say and I wanted to change that. So um, 
I sat on my now associate's couch, who was my coach at the time, Ethan Paulini. I sat on his couch and I said, I have this idea to do this one production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown on a playground. And I want to do it with a completely, with a universal cast, with everybody having different, uh, every ethnicity, disability, what have you. I want us all to be different and I want it to be done under a full equity contract. And that's what I want to do. And he was like, okay, that's going to take a lot of work. And I was like, I'm willing to do it. And I spent a solid year basically trying to make that happen. Um, when we hit that production, I had no idea that it was going to have the impact that it did. Mm -hmm. People came to see it and they were like, I was getting all these emails, like you have to continue doing this. You have to, this made a difference for me. And that's when I started building my seasons and I wanted to create a full off-Broadway theater company. And since then, you know, we're heading to our our fifth season. We've produced, um, you know, everything from Into the Woods in a book in a bookstore with an all female and trans cast, to moving to do a one woman play, The Pink Unicorn, starring Alice Ripley, which I think was a big moment for us. Yes, right? I think 100%. that was a that was a big change in in our our world. Um, everything kind of amped up after that, which was a universal story about a woman from Texas that had a child that identified as a man. And um, I think everybody could see themselves either in that woman or saw their parent in that woman. Mm -hmm. And that was a big shift for us. And um, and here we are heading to our fifth season and it's getting bigger and more exciting and um, and uh, growing. And we're learning a ton. <laughs> I think out of the box, the name out of the box is literally it's so it's so crystal clear as to what you do. I mean, mm -hmm. like, uh, you you think out of the box in order to bring humanity back in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, I when I see stuff done with out of the box theatrics, I, I truly see myself reflected in so many different ways. Um, and I learn so much from what you guys do. It's it's really it's really amazing. And the fact that you have created this company mm -hmm. that is one of the leading off Broadway companies in New York City. By just an idea, you know, people wonder how these things happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, like with Disney, it all started with a dream. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. literally the thing. If you see a hole in the business, mm -hmm. um, if you see one, it's your job to fill it. it you is. know what I mean? It is. Yeah. And it's pretty remarkable. I mean, the fact that Liz, who was under 30 at the time, starting this company on her own, um, with the disability, with experience, with as a woman in the theater industry. I mean, she had all these things going against her. And she created a company that has not only withheld five years of being in this dirty, dirty business. Because it is dirty. dirty. It is tough. Dirty but it's, she's thrived. <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely thrived. And this company is now on a full off-Broadway contract, mm -hmm. which a lot of off-Broadway companies cannot say that. In five, I mean, there's companies that have been around for 20 years that yep. aren't on an off-Broadway contract. Yep. And Liz, that's her. She insisted on paying her artists and paying her actors. And that was really, really important to her. And I just, I think that's worth mentioning that like this young woman who, you know, that was, that was super important to her. Thanks, Palin. To think I met yeah, met you through Mommy Dearest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's how we met. Um, so wait, yeah, how did you guys meet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tina will never say it, but she is a brilliantly talented, incredible actor, singer, everything. And I could attest to that because I saw you in your in your nymph show that I photographed. That's right. That's how we know each what other. Show, what show is it? It's called The Body Politic. Right. It was The Body, the body Politic. The Body Politic. The Body Politic. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Bali the Bali Polytech is a different show. <laughs> right, right. Yes, that <laughs> takes place in somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Liz was producing throughout of the box. Um, uh, the new Mommy Dearest, the musical based on on the book by Christina Crawford. Um, and it was de- developed through Out of the Box. It was mm-hmm. one of the first. It was the first. It was the first reading. Reading think, in New York. In New York. Um, Joe Barrows directed it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is for another podcast, another time. But I, Joe saw me at a random audition months earlier and then just brought me on to this contract, not having ever met Liz or the team or anybody. He just was like, this is the girl. And I met Liz and it pretty much changed the whole trajectory of my life in That's the amazing. last three years because it's been about three years yeah. since that happened mm-hmm. um now i i had a i had a thought about something um that was said to you by i think it was someone that uh saw your recent production of baby mm-hmm. and uh which was amazing it was so good it was so brilliant what you did with it uh and they said that you it, it was smart of you to create an opportunity for you to perform, to produce a show where you could perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me more about that. Tell me tell me the decision in uh, creating an opportunity for you to showcase your talents. Okay, well, to be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> I wasn't the best advocate of myself for that project. Tell us why. Um, I don't like to, I've put myself in things if I felt like it was the right, if I really needed the health weeks or I felt like it was. <laughs> I mean, that's legit and That's a legitimate reason. That's yeah, part of the reason why I constructed the company so us actors could actually get health insurance mm-hmm. um, and pension. So, uh, but I really took a back seat. I, I said, you know, I, I have to develop the company and not be on stage. That's not why I created it. Yes, it's. It, I did create it for opportunities for myself, but mostly opportunities for artists that I felt deserved them and needed the opportunity. So I didn't want to be that artistic director that put myself in everything. Um, but I will tell you, Ethan, who directed it, was the one that pushed me to do it. Um, he said, you have to start showing that you're cap- what you're capable of. You have to start um, putting yourself out there and I won't direct the show if you're not in it. It's amazing. And I think it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Cause I, I, I was sort of like, well, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I, I mean, we all have those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. But my first thought was, I don't know if I can produce this and be in it, but I'm going to try. And, you know, everybody had my back and, I don't regret it for a second. So in one of the previous episodes that I had with Adam Heinemann, we talked about self-focused energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we were talking about self-focused energy, I had a moment in college where my professors were telling me that I was self-focused, self-focused, self-focused. And it really upset me because I really am, I try to be there for others. Mm -hmm. But this is a moment where it's not self-focused energy, Mm -hmm. but it's a moment where you can do the best work possible to benefit the world around you. Right. Mm-hmm. That you use this as a platform to tell the story and it was so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there was no one else to do it, especially in the circumstances and uh, it was amazing to watch you do that role and I'm so glad that Ethan advocated for you to do it because Thanks, absolutely. that's a way of balancing 
you have these resources that you've created, you have these skills, why not put the story on and tell it too? Mm -hmm. You have the capabilities to do that. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're welcome. So Tina, (laughs) um, where do you fit in all of this? Because you, you know, Liz has these certain proficiencies. She's a producer. She's a performer. Uh, What else would you say? Producer, performer, uh, I'm a managing director. Yeah, managing director. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. I mean, it's all administrative work. Right. And, you know, there'll be more things to come. But, Tina, where do you, how would you um, self-describe yourself? Um, Well, I think I I was really excited because I think I finally settled on my (gasps) my Instagram multi Yes. (laughs) So um, I definitely feel like Molly Shannon right now on the NPR SNL skit. Um, Leaning into the microphone. Yes, and, and uh, what is the skit? It's uh, the sweaty balls. Oh, your sweaty balls. I love your sweaty balls, Michael. I love your sweaty oh. balls. I just, I can't, I just can't <laughs> stop My mom will love that. that way. <laughs> my mom too. Yep, great. Um, hey, Suze. Anyway, so, um, so my multi-hyphenate, I finally, you know, landed on after years. Uh, and not necessarily in this order. The order is changing. Yeah. But, you know, actor, singer, producer, Makeup artist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I got them all. Yeah. Now, the things that you do, because the way mm-hmm. that I know you, mm-hmm. right, is that you are one of my amazing makeup artists in my studio. You're so Thank brilliant. You. you bring such an amazing energy to my studio. It's <laughs> like you. unbelievable. Every time you like leave, I'm literally like, God, that is such a good shoot to Remy. I'm like, <laughs> God, I loved that energy. It's just amazing. And everyone, everyone shines when you're in the room. So I know you there. I also mm-hmm. saw you in this nymph show. Um, and now you're part of Out of the Box Theatrics. Yes, I'm the managing director for Out of the Box. So there's that. And then there's also, you have your uh, touring uh, Yeah, group. I'm in a little folk band. Um, it's called A Band Called Hana Lee. <laughs> and it's a Peter, Paul, <laughs> and Mary tribute that. band. Yeah, because based on you know Peter, Paul, and Mary and all of their friends. Um, so we celebrate mostly their music, but we also celebrate all of their colleagues and friends. So we sing a little Bob Dylan. We sing Mamas and the Papas. We mm. got Joni Mitchell in there. Um, the Weavers, the Seekers, the Rooftop Singers. I mean, we've got the whole like the whole gamut of, of amazing folk singers and writers and artists from the 60s and 70s. And what administrative tasks do you have to do with a band called Hanali. With administration, nothing. I'm purely an artist That's for good. them. That's which is amazing. lovely. That's I'm, amazing. I get to just be the Mary of the group and just be a singer, which is really lovely. But you still have four proficiencies that you've at least listed there. How, uh, how do you balance those? How do you both balance your stresses and your tasks and your, what are some things that you do other than get married? What are your Thera- things therapy. that you do? I mean, therapy. therapy. Yeah, we're both in a, like, that, all, we do a lot. We go every week. Wait, this is so fierce, honestly, because um, uh, I'm just going to keep this in the podcast. I'm not going to edit this out, but Great. literally there is um, a spirit in the corner over there. Okay, Get cool. out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, oh so, my God. Um, so, it's cool. just in case I do decide to edit that out in case that's too weird to just like listen to. Um, <laughs> so it's really interesting that uh, you said therapy because in my previous episode with Erin Comer, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about therapy. How do you feel that that is uh, important? I mean, I feel life? like as a New Yorker, number one, as an artist, as a human in the world in 2020, it's like everybody 
milk, eggs, sugar, butter, therapist. Like make oh sure God, you have like every, yes. like just check it off your list. Sugar, like, butter, flour, therapy. Okay, flour. I'm a singer. <laughs> flour. Um, no, but I mean, it's like, seriously, the things that you need to like get in your life, it's like, make sure you have a roof over your head. Make sure you have, you know, you, you pay your bills on time and yeah. get a therapist. Like these are like crucial things That's because legit. man, it's hard out here. It's really hard. It's so hard. I mean, for like the college kids listening. Um, so like what I always say is like when you move to the city, like figure out the subway, mm-hmm. you know, just figure out the subway, figure out the trains that are closest to your home, figure out like the nearest landmarks that, you know, if you have to, if you get lost and have to describe, right. like figure out where your auditions are, figure out every, whatever it is. And I would say, figure out your therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. I think mental health is like one of the most important things you can focus on for yourself, it especially time. as a multi-hyphenate person, mm-hmm. yeah. because I think our boundaries really get blurred. Oh yeah. Um, Big time. Talk to me about boundaries, baby. Oh, they're so hard. I mean, it's hard to say no. It's mm-hmm. hard to say uh, that you can't. It's just hard. It's hard to put up any of those things, especially when you're a giver or when you're somebody who likes to do for others and create opportunities. Why do you think it's hard? Because I have my answer, but I would love to hear yours. Uh, because I don't like the word no, and mm. I would rather say yes because I like to find the possibilities. I like know? experience. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. like getting to there's meet also, people. Yeah, me the, too. The, the, there's and like work. A, like a FOMO. Yeah. A FOMO. It's there like if is I say no, I'm, I'm going to miss out on this amazing opportunity. Right. right. Exactly. You're like, if I if I don't go to that meeting, I'm going to regret it because that could have been the big meeting that mm-hmm. implemented right. growth or a, just a relationship that I value or something. Yeah. You know, it's like the the right place, right time stories yeah. are amazing because they're inspiring. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if I didn't show up to that audition and that could have been my right place, right time story. Right, right. But I think it's so, a lot of stress. <laughs> it's a lot of stress, and I think that for artists, I think that's really hard that balance. You of know, course. I think. But I will say something that I learned because I was, I am one of those people who's like, if I don't show up for that thing, that's going to be the thing. There will always be another yeah. audition. There will always be another opportunity. They keep saying, people keep saying, well, what if they, they'll forget me. They won't forget you. No. You're not And my forgotten. motto has always been, the universe is always right. It is always it's right. It's always right. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. It, it, whatever's meant to be, the universe has already decided it for you. So like, mm-hmm. just be open and willing for it. And that's mm-hmm. an interesting conversation about like the universe letting you live mm-hmm. and fate. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you believe in? Do you believe in the universe? Like, guiding you and giving you hints or do you believe in fate i i, I do i don't always yeah. agree with it but <laughs> you believe in fate <laughs> yeah yeah i do but i it's it's hard in the moment to actually be okay with with your fate <laughs> interesting yeah i know i truly believe that everything's already been decided for really us, yeah and that we're on a journey and <gasps> if we're if we go down the wrong path the universe is going to right our wrongs interesting. and put us back on the path to wherever we are supposed to end up interesting mm-hmm. i believe in in signs and mm-hmm. like so like yes, i think i too, might yeah. have talked to you about like how i view like ghosts and how i view spirits and like when i sense them and like what's happening but i think that signs are given to us all the time about like the choices that we're able to make and um we just have to like listen to them mm-hmm. i don't i don't think our lives are 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 planned i don't think like my journey is this specifically i think that there are it's like roots in a tree Mm -hmm. it's like oh i can like go anywhere if i choose to go on that path you know Mm -hmm. what i mean right i i just i I don't know i think that there are too many 
I don't think it's like so much to an ex- like super specific, but I think in general, it's like interesting. No, I love it's that. It's pretty broad, you if, know. If I didn't, so like my biggest, my my favorite story that I like to tell is what when I f- photographed Adina for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, my friend texted me and literally said, "Does this?" It, she it sent me a picture and it said, "Brooklyn Children's Theater is proud to honor guests. Is proud to welcome guests of honor Adina Menzel in their first annual gala." And she texts me going. Do you do, do you think this needs a press release? And I I literally went, if there's no press release, then there's no photographer lined up, you know. And I was like, that's where I come in. And I emailed the artistic director and was like, I need to be there. And she was like, okay. And that was how I got to photograph Adina for the first time, my, the love of my life, who inspires me to do everything. And I think that that was just like a sign. That was like a mm-hmm. hint that I could have either mm-hmm. followed through with or not. And right. I think that is multi-hyphenates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have so many different, there's option A, there's B, there's mm-hmm. C, there's yes, D. Yes, yes, But see, my philosophy is that if you would have said no to that and not followed through with it, it would have come. another opportunity, it would have come back around in another in another way at another time. I heard a so friend that you would say yes. I heard a friend talk to me about their equity card that way. Mm-hmm. It was like if you say no to your equity card the first time that it'll come to you again. Be- now that I'm not so sure. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's really that's cute. Funny, yeah, that's darling. But yeah, I just really. That's, that's darling. That's another. That's very funny. That you're, you're talking to me about fate, like everything. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. And that, now that you're doesn't like, well, the, the equity, equity card. card. No, actors' equity is a whole other beast. That's very, very, very funny. It may never come back to you. So yeah, take yeah, it yeah, now. So take it now, baby. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's kind of true. So. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Talk to me about making decisions, okay? Like, uh-huh. like. So we were just talking about like listening to those hints and acting on them. Now, when you become your own boss, which you are a freelancer and you mm-hmm. are an artistic director, mm-hmm. it's like, what are when do you make those decisions? Like, what do you listen to? Like, how do you decide those things? Okay, well, you can't do anything on your own. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really about collaboration. It's about like when you're deciding on something that you truly don't know what to do, which happened today. I talked to five different people that I knew I could collaborate with that would help me figure out the right way to go. And do those, are? is that like, uh, do those people, are they like on your board? Yes, or are yes. They, like, one is the president of my board and the other is on my board and one is my associate so artistic I talk, director. I talk about this all the time. It's mm-hmm. like finding your team, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So you have to find your team in order to help Absolutely. you, guide right. you, right? Right. And you found that that has been mm-hmm. successful for you. It has because I, 
I think that what the decisions you make affect the people around you. Mm-hmm. And and fortunately for when you're a leader, you can't just think about what you want. You have right. to think about what everybody wants. And if right. not everybody wants it, then it's not going to be a great project or a great whatever because not everybody's going to be happy. So you have to figure out a common ground where there's a collaboration and discussion and then you can kind of go from there is my is my take on it. And how do you feel about your decision making Tina? Very much the same. Um, I have like a group of a core group of people that mm-hmm. are my, you know, sounding board. Um, and then I go back to therapy, man. Like therapy we work so time. much with like energy and and emotion and therapist too. We do have the same therapist. Yeah, we have the same one. Mm-hmm. My therapist is is really amazing with with uh, energy and and stuff like yeah. that. That's yeah, amazing. and it's really about you know listening to your gut. Yeah, listening to your gut instinct and really how does how do I feel. And in trying to respond, you know, quickly, when you feel when you feel the thing happen and the decision, you immediately have a gut reaction. You immediately know what the right answer is. Yeah, I think part of being a multi hyphenate is it, that's interesting that you say that. Part of being a multi hyphenate is remaining positive at all times, mm-hmm, positive yes. and calm and collected. Yeah, because people, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, everyone wants you to fail, but I think that there are people that are definitely like, well, you're doing all these things. So like, you know, it's bound to crack. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And we have to kind of keep calm and collected and cool and have those tools to like, be like, all right, maybe, okay. My gut told me to do that, but maybe that didn't end up that way. At least I learned something. Totally. Yeah. And I'll say like the whole, like you're doing so much, you're going to crack. I've I've honestly felt since since I have like That's what named, Delta points are for <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I've honestly felt because I, my multi hyphenate has really sort of solidified in the last like I've said you know year or so I was chasing after an identity for mm-hmm. so long where yeah. I wanted to be an actor I wanted to do this thing and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite nail down what I was and that was a big crisis for me and since I've finally kind of nail it down. I was like, no, I am a makeup artist. I'm, I I can do that. I make money off of that. Mm-hmm. I am a producer. I have produced. I am a singer. I am. That now has made me a stronger, more, I think, reliable and confident person mm-hmm. as a multi-hyphenate, um, as opposed to who I was two years ago when I was still trying to claim these names. And there are people that you will meet in the studios that you photograph that will ask you to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because since we're all performers, mm-hmm. you know, I have clients that like, based on the conversations that you have in my studio, like will ask you yeah. <laughs> for, for you know, your resources for yeah. your voice type or for like, you know what I mean? Which yes. is, yeah. and that's how the business to me is like, oh my God, uh, I I have this puzzle piece that I need to find. Like, um, who was that person mm-hmm. that I just? Who was that, I have hired my clients? Photo. I have hired clients that I photographed to be in the ensemble of a concert mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. have produced. Well, and that's the thing I love about this community and why I wanted to be in the theater and the arts community mm-hmm. is because of of that. It's very. Yeah. Um, collaborative yeah. and inclusive and everyone's helping each other. And I remember working five different sur- support jobs, as I like to call them. I call them for now jobs. For now jobs, yes. Support uh, jobs is good too. But I, I have to give credit to VP Boyle for that one because that's, oh, that's I, I none of this is my original material. So, But it's your experience. <laughs> but it is my, <laughs> but it it's is your experience. experience. And I love that you're like using MLA format to like cite Thank your, you so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I want to cite my resources. Yes, yeah, cite your resources. Um, but, Bibliography. No, I mean... <laughs> 
Like, I, that's why I love, I remember saying to my mom, cause she's like, you know, why don't you just become, become a, a you know, a makeup artist full time, or you could become the manager of a, a Lululemon store, or you can do all these <laughs> yeah. things. And I'm like, but I love the people. Yeah. And I love the people and I love this community and there are ways to be a part of it and not just be a performer. Mm-hmm. You can still reap all the benefits, all the wonderful, wonderful perks of being in the business yeah. and not be on stage. Right which is mm-hmm. a really lovely thing. And then eventually be on stage. Like, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because like, it's, it's going to come back around. It doesn't go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it I, doesn't. I tell, I tell all my, I literally talk to all my clients about like what their auditions are, like what's going on, like why are they feeling stressed, overwhelmed or not? Like, how are they feeling? And I notice that a lot of people are going out for things because they feel that they have to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because there's maybe two out of, four things in the breakdown that they feel that they meet in mm-hmm. the requirements. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, maybe I could be the person that like convinces. And like, that is like a cool way of looking at things. But also I'm like, well, why are you spending that much energy? That's half of a day gone that right. you mm-hmm. showed up to the EPA and like, you're not meeting the requirements of right. this breakdown. Why don't you just go in the breakdowns that you can spend all of your energy on and, you know, yeah. fucking nail. Yeah. Right. You know, because that's uh, going to be a better use of your time. That's why you only go on the auditions that I'm like, "Mm, dude, that is me in a nutshell. Or produce projects that... That you give a shit about. That I give a shit about, 100%. Because that really comes through. And that's also something I want to brag about about Liz, is that she picks projects that she really believes in and really is passionate about. She's not just picking things for a season that, you know, are going to make money or are you know what everybody wants to see it's something that she actually has a thought and a mission and an idea about creating making better and it feels that the story needs to be told which i really like how do you feel about that liz (laughs) well thanks tina yeah man (laughs) i try um no i mean i think it's so important i think that yes of course like non-for-profits do don't ever make money but you and you have to be strategic about what you plan and how you plan it but, you know, I didn't pick the pink unicorn because I thought it had a cool name and people would come see it and Alice Ripley was in it. I, I knew that we would probably lose money. I just knew that the story really needed to be told. Right. Mm-hmm. And I knew Baby, I didn't know we were going to, we did better than we thought, but I had no idea if that was going to be a, a, a sinking ship. I just knew that I wanted to change the trajectory of that story right. and I wanted to change that specific uh, group of that those those individualized um, partners and their storyline. I wanted to make sure that they were emphasized in a more unique contemporary way, and I f- I think that it's important that we do that as artistic directors. I think we lose sight of that mm-hmm. because it becomes so much about you know the winning the Tony or the drama desk or the whatever. And that's all great. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope that we get there and that would be great, but that's not the goal. Right. right? You know, and I think that it puts a lot in perspective, especially as we're growing, you know, I have a lot of people saying to us, you know, you, what about, you know, all these agreements and moving forward and the next Broadway runner, what if this goes to Broadway? And I'm like, that's cool. That's not who we are. Right. We're the stepping stone. And if we get there, that's great. And if we're if we don't, then we told a really great story and people were changed from it. And that's the point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, seeing the the puzzle pieces that you need to kind of solve for the industry, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are so many things that are created every day 
right that we go i didn't know i needed that but wow and then it's it becomes a hit and everything and i think that's why out of the box theatrics is so amazing because i think that there that you guys serve this place in the industry that kind of levels out frustrations Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and you also create such family yeah totally talk to me about family and finding finding that in the industry I think it's essential. I think that part of why I started OTP was because I wanted to create a community for artists that I felt really needed it. I think it's so easy to create an off-Broadway non-for-profit that acts under full equity contracts that is flashy and cool and edgy and all those things. And that's great. But a place where people feel safe and they mm. also do all those things, I think, is harder. And, you know, today it was interesting. I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I was on the phone with somebody that was like, you know, you just you shouldn't cast your like you, you now, you know, like not to you shouldn't cast your friends. Interesting. And I said, oh, I disagree because this industry. Yes, you have to cast who's right for the roles, but I it's truly about collaboration, about working with people who you believe will impact the story that you're telling in a, in a positive way. And so I, I think that. It's essential in every com- every off-Broadway or regional house or whatever to have community as a real base for what they produce. Otherwise, I don't think the heart is there, truly. I really don't. I think that we have to feel safe and we have to have that sense of, of community and space for, for artists. And honestly, O2B is a very... Uh, what, what can I say? Like an incubator for the multi-hyphenate people. Mm-hmm. Because not only will, will the company hire people of you know any race creed sexuality disability anything you know we, we have no regard for that when we cast it's not just about performing again it's right. about hiring people that are interested in creating art so someone might come in for us and they might not be right for the part but like we'll sure as hell hire them as a stage manager or an assistant stage manager mm-hmm. or a stage hand or lighting or design or they can come host our open mics or they can be part of our open mics or they can you know we're, we'll find a place yeah um, yeah i mean so many if of you want to create yeah totally i mean our um uh, our, the the girl played our, our ended up playing our baker and we had two women play play the baker and the baker's wife um she she did everything for us. She ushered for us. She was like, I just like want to. I hope she didn't usher before. No. Okay. <laughs> but she was like, she, and she came to a million auditions <laughs> for us. Funny. We didn't we didn't end up casting her. We had nothing for her. We loved her. We thought she was brilliant, but we had nothing for her at the time. And she just was like, I just want to be in it. Like, yeah. I want to be active in it. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Just- and that's what I'd say most of the, I mean, I'm going to say company members, because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what we want to start yeah. implementing is having company members, mm-hmm. a resident company, you know, in our in our organization. That's ultimately the, the type of people that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily people that are looking to be stars, but people that are interested in creating together and collaborating. Now, mm-hmm. now that that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now that you're out of the box theatrics right now is talking about wanting to create family members. Like how, when you start getting submissions and you start getting people coming to you and that are like, I'm about family and I'm blah, blah, blah. How are you going to start weeding those people out? And how are you going to start? It's hard. I I'm still struggling with that because I, I try, it's not always easy, but I'll try to write people back for, I will say for, for the baby understudy situation, we were dealing with like, thousands and thousands of submissions. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't write back to everybody. Right. But um, I will say that like, it's, I don't think we'll ever weed people out. I hate to say that. I think that 
our paths may meet later. You Great. Know? I love that. Because mm-hmm. I think it's too hard to just like to say that like you're never going to be it. That's not there's always there might be an opportunity along the way. I hope I hope to be here a long time. So, I, and you mm-hmm. will be, obviously. Yeah. I mean, well, that is the thing, too, about being a multi hyphenate is that we're out and about meeting people of all different walks of life in our different walks of life. So, mm-hmm. you know, on a makeup gig, I might meet somebody that I really like that, hey, I want you to meet Liz and I want you to come in for us and I want you to do this thing. Or Liz might be out at the cell, like doing, because that's where she's a managing director mm-hmm. and she might be doing an event there and she meets somebody. So it's not just a, you got to come in and audition for us or meet us as an actor right. in an acting capacity. Yeah, no. It's, it's people that we connect with on a on a personal level. Yeah. What's the um what's the funniest thing that is cuz multi-hyphenating is like <laughs> it's very serious sometimes cuz so we're so like serious. we're really we're balancing so many things. Really <laughs> we're very professional. Improve ourselves. <laughs> so, what's the funniest thing that has ever happened to you as a multi-hyphenate? Oh. Um um <laughs> I mean should I talk about like oh, well, I guess I guess when I met Alice Ripley, <laughs> <laughs> who's our yeah, tell that story friend and I family mean, yes. member. Yeah, and- I mean it was a long time ago. It was before we even thought like Pink Unicorn was even a thought in my mind. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. But at that time, I was super. I was doing a million things. So I was also there at one point. <laughs> I was doing. I was trying to start the company, and I had a big benefit that I wanted to produce. And I needed like a, I needed a celebrity or a star or something to to basically fundraise. Right. And I reached out. We I reached out to Alice. I think it was through Facebook. And she she loves Facebook. Loves social media. But she won't do it now. I don't think. But it was a while ago. Right. And she decided to do like she just was like I was like there's like this thing there's this the show this thing we want to do it at, at Alice's teacup you'd be great I don't even know if it was it was like me and one other person and she wrote back and was like sure I'm in I'll do it love her so cool. and then yeah. she just sent us this like her email address and I was I didn't believe it was her and I thought it was like a bogus address and <sighs> say it showed, now and then have Michael bleep it out <laughs> I know right I, know. I won't say it's it. so funny because I know the email address <laughs> yeah too, yeah and I mean, it was it was bizarre. And I remember the day that she was going to come. I was like, sure, she wasn't going to come. Right. I was like, she's going to not show up. <laughs> like, she's just going to like completely ditch us. Because, I know that's what's going to happen. Because that's what we do also as artists. Yeah, is right. We totally. Expect I was rejection. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to have all these people show up to my party and nobody's going to be there. And I yeah. <laughs> that's exactly Wait, what I thought. It's, it's so it's so <laughs> this is very self-focused to think. But sorry, I did not yeah. mean to interrupt. But. Um, my, one of my best friends, Deanne Stewart, who just, I, from college, I've known her as, you know, since 2009, 11 years, she just made her Broadway debut. First time stepping on stage as Frankie in Jagged Little Pill. Oh my gosh. And it was one of the best nights ever. She was unbelievable. But the week leading up to it was like, oh my God this isn't actually going to happen. Like this right. isn't going to happen. <laughs> like a meteor had, is going to fall on the theater. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, she's going to, she's going to be there for a half hour, yeah. but then like something, no, <laughs> but like that is the, you know, that was, it had nothing to do with me. And I still mm-hmm. was thinking yeah. that way. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just assumed, right. So I, I had this really awful temp job at the time. It was like, I, I don't even remember where it was, but I was like in a suit. And I remember the whole day being like, oh my God, she's not going to show up. And then I was like writing emails and scheduling all these things. And I like booked it from there and went straight to Alice's teacup. And she showed up with her guitar yes. and her bleach blonde hair. And she was just like lovely to everybody. She's the best. The best. That's why. And, she, <laughs> and she said, you have such an aura. 
Love and her. that's all I remember. Oh, and so, I mean, it was Alice like funny Ridley. and sweet. Friends and forever now. Friends. I love yeah, her. We love her. I've, the three of us have great first time meeting Alice stories, which I love. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, she's the best. I think the first time I met her was when she came to my studio when I shot her for the first time. Get out of here. I think we just talked on social media and then she came and was in my studio for about four hours. And oh we my had, God. Oh my God. No, the second time that she came to the studio, we had vegan food. But now she's Auntie Alice and I love her. I know. I love her too. She's the absolute best. She's the best. Um, you guys, this was amazing. This was fun. Tina, did you have Such an answer to that? Or am I what was the question? It's okay. you can, what's the funniest thing <laughs> the that's funniest ever happened thing to you? Oh, I was trying to think about it, you guys, and yeah, I, it's okay. I came up with nothing. Yeah, no, it's okay. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But that was really interesting <laughs> what you said, Liz, about how I, this was a time in my life when I was doing so much. Yeah. yeah. And I think that in order to find your, if you want to be multi-hyphenate, mm-hmm. that's okay if you don't. Like, it's about your life. It's about the way that you want to live your life. It's There's no wrong answer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But- there, when you're a multi-hyphenate, there is a time when you are doing too much. Yeah. And just, you got to cut the fat. You got to weed it out and you got to like figure out like, what are the things that are comfortable to you? And that you mm-hmm. do like the way that mm-hmm. you express. There's no wrong or right way to do anything in the in the artistry aspect of the yeah. business, mm-hmm. like express yourself, find out what works and what doesn't and like live your truth. That's yeah. all I got to say. I saw yeah. something on the internets today and it was like <laughs> porn. No. It was porn. And then after that, that ad came on. No, um, but no, I saw something. It was like a, one of those things, this guy, I, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to quote him. I don't know who it was. It was, he goes, I live by the five by five rule. If I'm not gonna be, if it's not gonna worry me in five years, I'm not gonna spend more than five minutes worrying about it. Oh shoot. That's great. Um, which is so That's great. Great because it's so true. Because if it's not gonna matter in five years, it's still important and I wanna, you know, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I think that's yeah. what this episode is gonna be called now. Five for five. I love five that. by five. The five by five rule. Oh my god, they're gonna special yeah. at Arby's. That like went oh American recipe oh yesterday. Oh four my four. god, it was four I haven't thought four. about Arby's. Uh, they had this chicken finger four pack, you guys, with this bronco berry sauce. Oh man, it was so good. Hashtag Montana. Hashtag Montana. <laughs> me, and Su- me and Suze, me and my mom, we would go, oh man, after school snacks. Whatever. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> um, my after school snack was, I don't know what my after school snack was, but I remember what I was watching and it was the Rosie O'Donnell show after. Every day. Yeah. It was Every awesome. day it was, it was Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Actually, first it was show. General Hospital and then oh, it was Rosie yes. well, O'Donnell. The, well, re- because General Hospital. <laughs> we had Hospital, Days of Our Lives in Montana and then Rosie. I think General Hospital was on a 3.30. Yeah. Uh, no, Days of Our Lives was on a 3.30. General Hospital was on a 4. And then I think Rosie was on a 4.30. I think so. Was that what it was? I we had Days of Our Lives at 3, Rosie at 4. That's legit. Those were yeah. the days. Guys, those, those were the days. Were the and days for me, of our was, lives. And for me, it was a burrito yeah. at uh, Taco Bell. That's yes. <laughs> so, so before we sign off, do you have any, like, what, this is what I ask, actually, this is a little in on the dressing room project, but this is a question that I ask um, uh, actors that I shoot for the dressing room project. What do you want to talk about that you never get to, that you never get asked? Oh. Oh, man, that's a great that's question. That's a really hard question. I wish more people would talk about women in this industry and Mm. what and I know that that is a hot topic right now and I know that is sort of a buzzword and I know that is sort of what we're you know doing and bringing awareness to but I I wish that I wish there was more acknowledgement yeah uh and I wish that there was more specificity um in asking each woman in this business what it's like for them because it is not the same <laughs> for everyone in yeah, this business. Right. Yeah. Um, and I 
I can only speak as a woman in the business and I, I don't want to, you know, get on my soapbox too mm-hmm. high. But I'm also like do. But I would <laughs> But I would I would love to talk more about that. Yeah. I mean, I think to piggyback off of that, if I if I may, I think that it's uh yes, to be treated different like to to be acknowledged as a woman, but also to be acknowledged as a person. Because I f- often feel as a woman that I have to work ten times harder to be acknowledged than I do, than I would if I were maybe a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to poo-poo men. I'm not like anti-man. Not at all. We love men. I mean, you're marrying. Them. I but, love men. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, I love men. <laughs> we all love men here. But yes. I, you know, I think that um, to be asked my opinion and for it to actually matter completely, mm-hmm. and to not be told otherwise would be great (laughs) (laughs) to not have to feel like I have to jump through 20 hoops before anybody will listen to me. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's like some, that's like an undertone and we talk about it privately pretty often. But I think that if that's the, if that's the overall arc of like what we wish that people would acknowledge and ask about, that would be it. Well, you guys are going to have to come back on another episode soon and talk more about that. We could just talk about that. Yeah. I love that. I'd yeah. also like for someone to ask me what kind of cheese I am because right now the only person that's doing that is Instagram. What kind of cheese are you? So, well, the, the one that Instagram gave me, it said you smell like feet. It was like some kind of cheese like, that I smell like feet. You're like a brie. Oh, brie. you're a brie. Like a you're totally Thanks, a brie. Guys. Well, remember when I read your aura in your past lives and I was like. <laughs> he said you're brand new. <laughs> well, the thing the thing about it. Well, I think that you are. I, I don't think you're brand, brand new. new. I think that you are new, but you had one life before this and it was a really dignified one which explains her obsession with the royal family i am obsessed if megan markle if you're listening um i love you (laughs) so i do think that you are new ish Mm -hmm. i think this is like your second life but like your first life you were like literal royalty i thank you i would say so yeah which is pretty amazing (laughs) you're a goddamn delay yeah you're a goddamn delay delay. (laughs) and so are you that are listening Love you all. Thank you listening to Dear, for listening to Dear Multi-Hyphenate. You are the best. Can't wait for you to tune into the next episode. Who knows who we're going to have? I do, but, you know, you'll figure that out later. <laughs> anyway, where can we find you on social media? Um, okay, so at OTB Theatrics um, and OTBTheatrics.com. You can find me at Liz Fleming at 2Ms. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And you? Um, if, uh, <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, but what's yours? What is the handle? Oh, my <laughs> handle, my hand, my personal handle is uh, for my makeup business is T Scariano makeup. T as in Tina, Scar as in Scarface, Iano as in piano without the P, and makeup. Yeah. Well, that's done. legit. People are going to be like, no one's writing that. that down. Nobody's writing that like, Wait, down. What was it? Michael's and like, then, get out of our studio. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, as always, you can find me at uh, the Michael Kushner on Instagram. You can find me at M Kushner Photo on Twitter and add me on Facebook. All that jazz. Drop me a line. Um, all that good stuff. You guys are the best. You're Thank the you. Best. That Thanks, was amazing. Thank you. We love you. Bye. This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at mkushnerphoto, and visit me online via bpn.fm forward slash dearmultihyphenate.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 